0: Hello and welcome to the Millennial to Millionaire Podcast. As always, this is your host, Paris Grant, coming to you with everything financial. I know it's been a while since I've recorded, so I want to take this time to thank everyone for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to be a subscriber. Thank you for taking your financial literacy into your own hands and deciding that I'm worthy of being a resource for you. Thank you for everybody who's been supporting me on social media, just engaging with everything that I've been putting out there and just ultimately thank you for being here. I'm eternally grateful and it's really helped to kind of facilitate the process of me getting back into everything. I can make a lot of excuses for why I haven't recorded. I can say school's been really overwhelming. I could talk about the relationships I've had to sustain. I could talk about my mental health. And while all of these are valid reasons, the one real reason that I haven't been recording is just because I lost my zeal for finance. It stopped being fun for me, it stopped being fulfilling. It felt more like a chore, like a burden really. And because of that, I didn't really feel inspired to go out there and share my knowledge. I didn't feel inspired to go out there and research topics because I just didn't want to be associated with finance anymore. Now since then, I've been feeling super reinvigorated, evidenced by the fact that I'm here recording right now. But up until this point I've really been thinking about the correlation between money and happiness now no matter how financially literate you are or aren't we all know that money cannot buy happiness that being said I really wanted to go look into you know if there was any sort of relationship at all and after a certain point about 75 to 80 thousand dollars per year more income ceases to make you any happier it's not gonna make you feel any more fulfilled So then I started looking at things that apply to people who might make more or might make less And I've been able to find out different sorts of patterns or different sorts of things you can do with your money That actually can increase your overall happiness Now, this is applicable whether you make $100,000 a year or $1,000 a month No matter how much money you make or don't make what I'm going to be sharing with you over the next couple of episodes are different things that you can do with your money that will just increase your overall happiness. I'm going to be breaking this out into three different episodes, so there's going to be three different uh, three different applicable actions you can take for all the different episodes. And the reason why I wanted to do this as my reintroduction is just to show that money plays such a huge role in our lives. So having a healthy relationship with your money is so important because it's so easy to think about how much money you need to save or investing and all these different financial products and financial independence. And these are all very great things to focus on. But ultimately, the relationship that you have with money, the relationship that you have with your finances is what's really going to carry you to the next different levels and what's really going to inspire you to take the steps that you need to be able to get to where you want to go. So... Like I said, I'll be breaking this out into three different episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all your support. And yeah, let's get right into it. This is the Millennial to Millionaire podcast, and here we don't keep it 100, we keep it 1 million. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co And be sure to add the Millennial to Millennial podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. and welcome back this is the millennial to millionaire podcast and on this episode we're going to be talking about three ways you can use your money to make yourself happier now i don't want this to be confused for using money to be happy because money can't buy happiness but i do want to reinforce the concept that your relationship with money ultimately determines your financial trajectory if you're somebody who looks at money with worry with negativity with anxiety any of these things No matter how many books you read or how many podcasts you listen to or how many financial goals you set, it's going to be extremely hard for you to get from point A to point B. So for this episode and for the next two, because it's a three part series, I'm going to be talking about three actionable steps you can take to have a better relationship with money that will ultimately leave you feeling more fulfilled and more happy. And the best part about them is that they're applicable regardless of your income. So if you make a whole bunch of money, that's great. If you don't make that much, that's still great, because these are things that, like I said, are applicable regardless of income, so that if you're not making that much, maybe by using these, you'll be able to start making more because your relationship will get a lot better. So with that being said, I'm gonna get right into it with number one, and that is to buy more experiences and less material purchases. Now, this is something that we hear a lot, so, I want to go do some research to one see if it is true and the two see why it's true so it turns out that it is and it's for three different reasons first of which being that experiences are immersive when you buy new clothes or new shoes or a new car um any material purchase The only time you're really engaged in them is when you're using them. So if it's new shoes, the only time you're really able to derive the happiness from it is when you're wearing them. If it's a new car, only when you're driving and if you drive often, yes, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But with experiences, whether that be, you know, going skydiving or going scuba diving or going to a concert, taking a trip, these experiences kind of force you to be engaged in the moment. So. When we, have, when we make these material purchases, we don't think it's not something that we think about, um, which actually leads me to my next point, which is the mental aspect of it all. Us as human beings are very, very bad at anticipating how we will react to future events, both positive and both negative. So we think that some situations will be a lot worse than they end up being. We think that certain purchases are gonna make us a lot happier than they really can or really will. So when it comes to making material purchases, That new pair of shoes you've been looking at, and I'm using the shoe example a lot, but you can replace shoes with any other material purchase. We imagine that, oh, once we have them, I'm going to be, it's going to increase my happiness plus five. But in reality, it's only going to increase it plus one. The thing about experiences though, is that you're able to derive happiness in the anticipation of, and even more so afterwards, because they're more finite. when Or finite. But when we... Go skydiving eventually we're going to touch the ground hopefully safely when we take a trip eventually we're going to have to go back home when we go to a concert we know that eventually the concert is going to end so because these aren't purchases that we're going to just be walking around with we're able to be more immersed we're able to be happier and we're able to continue to derive happiness from them not only in that moment but even afterwards because we could mentally revisit them which is kind of like a hack for being able to derive even more happiness from an experience. Because even after the experience is done, we can still think back and like, wow, that was such an amazing trip. Wow, that was such a good time. Like that happened, this happened. And we're able to keep on mentally revisiting it and continue to derive the same happiness. Whereas when we have, you know, new clothes, once we have it, it now becomes something that we used to want to something that we now have. And that distinction is very important because once once we, own something, once it becomes a possession of ours, we end up taking it for granted. Experiences you can't take for granted because they're not around for you to take them for granted. And this leads to the very last point, and that's that experiences are able to be shared with other people. Human beings are very social creatures. So even if you take a solo trip, there's still going to be other people on the plane. There's still going to be a place that you go that's going to have a certain kind of culture, certain kind of people. And then even if you did something completely in complete solitude, you can still go talk to your friends, your co-workers, your family about this. You can show them pictures. You can say, wow, this really happened. Um, you can, when somebody asks you why you think a certain way, you can say, well, this one trip that I took, you know, was amazing. This one concert that I went to, it was amazing. This one thing that I did. And you're able to continue not only to derive the happiness, but now you can share that experience with others, even though you're not even participating with, in it with them. So point number one. Use your money to buy more experiences and less material purchases. Now, point number, now, the second way that you can use your money to uh, make yourself happier is to spend more money on other people. When I say this, <clears throat> I don't mean go broke, just giving your money away to everyone. But there's been multiple studies shown that when we use our money and spend it on the good of other people rather than on ourselves, we're a lot more satisfied. We're a lot happier afterwards. And this goes back to the point that I kind of just made human beings are very social creatures so anything that we can do that can help us to connect to others that can increase our self-presentation or just kind of hold us in a higher esteem with others is something that will make us happier because we are social creatures so this includes things like donating um, tipping your server or your lyft and uber driver um, buying gifts for people or you know paying for the meal of the person behind you in line all these things are ways that we can connect with others, improve our social standing, and ultimately um, just make ourselves happier. And it kind of helps to uh, take away from this constant, um, I don't think that finance is a selfish thing, but we're we're always thinking so much about how much we can save for ourselves, save for our futures. And even though that might be for the sake of your family or the sake of others that rely on you, By doing things like donating or using our money on other people, it kind of helps to show us the reason why having more money is better than having less. Because we're able to do more for others. We're able to be more selfless creatures. And that in and of itself brings on so much more satisfaction. Which is why I'm always advocating for donating. It's just a really satisfying thing. So, uh, another great thing that spending more money on others does is allow you to connect with other people who have the same values as you. So, something that I'm really passionate about is donating to clean water on a global level and even though i might never see the people who get the clean water i might never be able to actually like meet the people who benefit from my donation i'm at least able to know that i'm connected to somebody who has clean water because of me and on top of that i'm able to now to know that i'm part of a community of other people who care about the same thing so now we are connected something that i always say and i think i said it in the intro the way that you spend your money reflects the world you want to live in when you spend it on others, it's a way of showing that you want to live in a world full of kindness, compassion, love, warmth, and ultimately selflessness. Multiple studies have confirmed this and I'm going to be putting a link in the bio so you guys can do your own research and look into some of the studies that have shown this. Now for the third and final way that you can use your money to make yourself happier is to buy more small pleasures rather than fewer large pleasures. Now this is a little bit technical which is why i saved it for last because i think the other ones are a lot more uh a lot easier to explain but ultimately when it comes to making purchases human beings are very quick to adapt you know i talked about it in the first point you know we get the new pair of shoes now we have them now they're not the new pair of shoes they're just ain't one of our pairs of shoes um and it's very easy for us to adapt to these things but when you kind of, when you have more frequent small purchases There's more variation, there's more variability, and that in and of itself makes it a lot easier uh, for us to continue to derive happiness from it because there's always this new novelty. This is kind of the theory behind those people who just seem to be happy with the very mundane joys of life, like having like a really fresh fruit or like having a, or like, you know, getting on the bus for free. When we, uh, when it comes to purchases and when it comes to using your money to make yourself happier, ultimately it's quantity over quality. Now, this isn't to say, you know, you can never make an expensive purchase. This isn't uh, to say that you never take the trip because these are kind of like big, um, like one-time events. But when it comes to using your money to make yourself happier, ultimately, the more often you do it, your mind doesn't know the difference between, uh, your mind doesn't really know the difference between, um, you know, a big purchase and a small purchase. It just knows like, oh you use this $1. I was happy today. I was happy the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. And something that I brought up when I brought up experiences is the fact that they're very finite, which is still true, uh, but it still makes it worth it. But by using your money on a consistent basis, you're able to continue to derive happiness on an almost daily basis or a weekly basis, which is more, which is better than doing it on a, you know, on a biannual basis. Um, This one, like I said, uh, kind of requires a little bit more research, a little bit more technical. But the main point of this is that if you have $100, it would be better to spend $20 five days of the week than it would be to spend $100 on one single day, on one single thing. Because it helps to space things out because you have the temporal discontinuity, which is a really big way of just saying that it's better to get a... 40-minute massage with a 10-minute break and then another 40-minute massage than a full 80-minute massage because now you have two experiences. You get to have like a certain kind of a gap in between the two that allows you to kind of look at it as two separate things as opposed to just one big thing. And this variability, this variation, and this constant novelty kind of tricks your brain into thinking that you can just be happy every single day rather than saying, oh, I can only be happy when I take that one trip. Like I said, I'll be including all the links and sources that I use inside the bio. I hope that you're able to get some value out of this episode and that you can apply one or even all three of these. I want to thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate your support and I hope that I can continue to bring more value to you. Please make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Also, make sure to follow me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, all of that, at The M2M Podcast. I'll be putting that in the bio as well. But ultimately... Like I said, the main thing I want you to remember is that your relationship with your money determines your financial trajectory. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Millennials Millionaire podcast, and here we don't keep it 100, we keep it 1 million.